0: sports. young swings and that's a high fly ball. Millikens win! Millikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand
1: slam! Touchdown Kansas
0: City! On America's Sports Voice.
1: Yes! KMOX. A good Friday evening to you. Welcome in. It's Sports Open Line, a full two-hour edition of the program tonight. My name is Matt Hawley. taking you till eight o'clock. As always, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me. At Matt Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Coming up uh, this hour, Steve Greenberg is going to join us. He is a sports columnist with the Chicago Sun-Times. We're going to talk to him a little bit about what's going on in Chicago baseball. Saw Andrew Benatendi sign a deal today with the White Sox. The Cubs haven't done a whole lot yet. Might even talk a little uh, fighting Illini basketball with uh, him. Next hour, Will Leach is going to be joining us as we'll talk uh, all things Cardinals baseball with him. Obviously, some uh, blues news to get to. After a good win last night, they're playing again tonight north of the border. That was a really good win last night. And uh, we'll, you know, kind of pump the brakes anytime you really start to feel like things are moving in the right direction. But at least for the moment, it feels like things are moving in the right direction. We're wrapping up Tree of Hope Week here as we continue to uh, raise money for uh, Cardinal Glennon's Children Hospital uh, Tree of Hope. And if hopefully you've been listening all week long. I've just been... In awe of some of the stories that have been told, uh, my my colleagues here, I'm, I'm so proud to just be a small part of what we're doing here at KMOX and just to see um, what other hosts and then most importantly, what listeners have been doing in terms of raising money for Cardinal Glennon. It has been so awesome. And we've got just a couple things left. And the way this works, these various businesses have donated things to us And then we sell them, and all the money goes to Tree of Hope. So the money that you're spending is going directly to Tree of Hope. And everybody's a winner because you're able to get some things at a pretty good value. And... um, the, again these companies are donating them uh, for you to be able to uh, to get signed so we've got we've got a couple things that we're gonna give away before all not give away but sell off that's the better way to say it a couple things we're gonna sell off before all is said and done uh, just the two things that are available during our show tonight uh, 18 north central it's a this this is really cool I want this one it's a tactical laser tag party. So, 18 North Central. Their tagline is "Where grown-ups come to play with family and friends." This place has everything. They've got axe throwing. Uh, they've got the the tactical laser tag. So, here's the deal: uh, it's a tactical laser tag party and pizza party, and it's not for kids. This is this is you can you can go back in time and act like a kid. It's 20 people, and it comes out to a thousand dollars, which is less than uh what that's less than ten dollars per person right yeah so um yeah that's uh, that's that's what it comes down to 20 people one thousand dollars is uh, what you get you get the uh, tactical laser tag party and the pizza party all goes along with it if you are a leader in your company and you're looking for a team building exercise this is um, this is it this is it so $1000 20 people tactical laser tag party pizza party as well uh 3149551120 314-955-1120. If you're interested in that, you can get it for $1,000. You can get it right now. First person to call and commit the thought. We don't need your money right now. We'll get back in contact with you in the next few days, next week, sometime. I don't know how all that works, uh, but I know that we're not going to take it from you. If you want to if you want to uh, get your hands on it and commit to the $1,000 for the uh, pizza party and laser tag party for 20 people at 18 North Central, just call 314-955-1120, 314 314-9- Nine five Uh We'll talk about our other thing that we have to give away coming up uh, later on. Or to uh, I keep saying giveaway. That's like the word you use in radio, but it's not really giving away. It's asking you to uh, commit money that goes to uh, Tree of Hope and Cardinal Glennon. So the, we'll, we'll get to the other thing later on. 18 North Central. Uh, yeah. Laser tag party, pizza party, 20 people. Great for just going out, having a team building event. Comes down to what? The $10 a person. That's a just a, a ridiculous value for this. Uh, so we'd love for you to get involved. This is our, when we're done at eight o'clock, that's it for tree of hope week here at KMOX. So I'll tell you now, we're going to push this kind of hard here over the next couple hours and uh, rightfully so, but up next, we are going to uh, head to Chicago. White Sox make a big deal today. Cubs, have done a little something-something, but not a whole lot of something-something quite yet here in the offseason. And uh, Illinois basketball back at tomorrow. Steve Greenberg, who uh, covers all things sports in the state of Illinois for the Chicago Sun-Times, he joins us next at Sports Open Line on KMOX.
0: This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
1: does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Great to have you with us. Again, we are continuing to raise money for uh, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital and a Tree of Hope. We still have the uh, Tactical Laser Tag Party, and this is for adults. This is not for kids. Tactical Laser Tag Party for 20 and that includes a pizza party. You can get that for $1,000. And all that money is going to uh, Cardinal Glennon Hospital and Tree of Hope. So if you want to get in on that, 314-955-1120 is uh, the number for you to call. Right now, we're very happy to uh, welcome in a guy who has ties to the uh, city of St. Louis. But he's based out of Chicago now. He's a sports columnist with the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at sl Greenberg. It is Steve Greenberg. Steve, thank you so much for your time. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Doing all right. Wanted to start with uh, kind of the Chicago sports news of the day, the Andrew Benatendi deal. That's a lot of money for him. What was your initial reaction when you saw them spend that kind of money on him?
0: This is the White Sox. You know, first of all, uh, an organization that has won three playoff series in 105 years, all of them in the same year, the World Series year, 06, uh, 05. Not just uh, 05, 06, that's you guys, sorry. No disrespect, right? That's the Cardinals. Oh mm-hmm. six, yeah, yeah, yeah. 05, White Sox. Anyway, they 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 just historically they don't go big. They went, you know, their version of big for Yasmani Grandal didn't work. Dallas Keuchel didn't work. But they don't go bigger. They never have. And and this is uh, this is not you know a, a blockbuster signing, but it's uh, the White Sox. Spending, uh, you know, more than maybe someone's perceived value, or even as much a, as on a, on a free agent. It's such a welcome thing for for Sox fans to to absorb. Uh, he may not be a game changing player. Then again, he's good, and he was an All Star in, in in 22, and uh, a guy who can you know play defense and run and left handed bat, which they desperately need. So. When you're you, the White Sox, it maybe was not about a, a, an overall uh, amount of talent, if you you know if it's possible to measure such a thing. It's a chemistry thing, a mixed thing, and um, clearly Rickon GM, you know, thinks Benintendi is someone who will help shake up a clubhouse that, especially with Jose Abreu gone, because he was really the most positive influence they had. Now they don't have him uh someone may you know they must have really felt like they needed for for the mix for the chemistry and all that, and certainly the left handed bat i mean desperate need
1: is there pressure on this organization to take legitimate steps forward after the sky high expectations of the last couple seasons and the failure of the tony Larusa era oh
0: well, yeah i mean listen you you know. I lived in St. Louis, you've you, you alluded to my ties, when, when LaRusso was manager, and it was a very different perception of him in Chicago and and, and of the White Sox, in, in, you know, directly as a result and indirectly, because the same perception exists about the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, LaRusso's teams with the Sox, particularly last season, but also the year before when they won a bunch of games but got outmaneuvered and outclassed by Dusty Baker and the Astros and all that, is that there was just kind of, there were these subtle disconnects that grew into big disconnects in 2022 20, uh, and and uh, just unwell in the messaging department in general coming from anywhere above. Larusa for sure, also from the very top Jerry Reinsdorf on down and, and the perception of a feckless general manager and Rick Kahn, feckless because really, you know, he gave voice to, to, to suppose it, you know, being the, the decision maker when in fact, he really wasn't one. And I think all that trickled down to the the players and it left such a bad taste in the mouths of baseball fans in Chicago and white Sox fans in particular. It's a, it's a, a team that needs to prove, you know, I mean, hard to, it's hard to put this to a St. Louis audience where it's a given. The, Car- the Cardinals, you know, they don't tank. Maybe they're not always completely going for the jugular, but they always have a chance. And, and, and they certainly there's a standard there, an expectation, that the team is not going to be out-efforted, you know, on the field. But the White Sox work game after game after game, series after series, and uh, it was just all cringy to watch. So, yes, it's extremely important. That they feel a completely different kind of team uh, from from the culture to the results. You a might big season for them.
1: You might think I'm totally full of it on what I'm about to say, and and you can tell me that if that's the case. I've always viewed. I think teams reflect their fan base very often, and I've, like the Cardinals fan base. Loving the past, loving hard-nosed baseball. And you know, there's there's a certain thing that Cardinal fans expect, and not all baseball fans expect that. When I talk to White Sox fans, and I've got a lot of friends who are White Sox fans, I've always thought like the average White Sox fan, a little younger, a little more progressive in how they think. They're they're more into analytics than maybe some other their fan bases, things like that. And it always felt weird to me that that's the White Sox fan base, which is different than the Cubs fan base, yet they went out and, and they hired Tony. La Russa. And most, uh, to me, it felt like most of the fan base was never happy with that decision.
0: It's a very generous way you're framing White Sox fans. I appreciate it on their, (laughs) on their behalf. I mean, all of that may well be, be right on, but I think they're also, uh, you know, easily irritated and quick to bail uh, and bailing in the form of, you know, not going to the games and, and just sort of giving way to, to un, a, a torrent of complaining that, uh, that goes on and cynicism and all that. And, 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 and that's because, you know, one, again, free playoff series wins in, in 105 years will do that to you. Um, there, there's a, you know, I've lived in Wisconsin and I've lived in St. Louis <laughs> people here hate it. Uh, and people do like to, thumb their noses at the so called best fans in baseball, right? We all know that. Well they are the best fans in baseball, or at least they're better fans than the, the the fans here. Not because they they necessarily know more, but I think they have more perspective and they and and they and they are they care more. Um there and 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 it was, I'd say the same about Packers fans. You know, <laughs> they are the the best, the best fans. They just are, no matter how annoying it is. And and so I feel that the you know the the Sox fans they are not going to um, engage in a healthy way with another underachieving team or another underfunded another, you know uh, uh, roster the payroll and uh, they are just they're done they, they've they've called BS on it and and a lot of them need to be won back and by the way maybe even more on the Cubs side of town.
1: Steve Greenberg, columnist with the Chicago Sun-Times, continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. What have you been hearing? What's been the reaction from Cubs fans following the news that Wilson Contreras is a Cardinal?
0: I think Cubs fans' hearts were were broken, you know, the, uh, uh, as, it, as it was when Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez were all traded at the deadline. And, and and others, you know, and the core at that point was was ripped out, so they were already vulnerable. But people people didn't love Contreras at that point like they did by you know by now by the end, in part because he was the best player on the team. He was the best player left, but he showed uh, really. I, you know, I, I have to say, and maybe this is coming from the perspective of a media person who goes in the clubhouse and all that, but the extent to which Contreras remained essentially normal in the, in the face of, of prolonged lame duck status that went past the, the, the trade deadline and all the way to the bitter end of a, of a really bad season and, and the, um, you know, actual an uh, overused word, but leadership. He he gave that that mix of, of, of players, some of whom belong in the major leagues, some of whom don't. And uh and he was really just kind of a good giving presence and teammate and and you know, person to talk to and all that sort of stuff. Uh I guess I, I would say that in the last couple of years he matured in a in a way that was really um you know, clear and palpable and impressive, uh, you know, as some people do and some people don't, but he really did. And and so I think he goes to the Cardinals, a fully formed baseball player and fully formed team guy. So this is the best version of him that you're getting. Uh, however good he, you know, he winds up being, he's very talented. Um, you know, some quibble about the, the, the defense and I'm not a, I'm not smart enough to really, discern uh, the finer points of what's not really good. I I think he's really good, but I also think he's a a really good guy to have around and that Cardinals fans are going to see that, connect with it. They're going to love him. That's what I believe.
1: When he was introduced last Friday, he said that, when he was sitting as a member of the Cubs in the dugout when the Cubs were playing the Cardinals and Albert Pujols hit his 695th home run and he saw the crowd reaction and he saw what it was like in the Cardinal dugout that he started to imagine himself as a Cardinal in that moment. Have those comments from him made the rounds in the Chicago media? Has there been any uh, reaction in Chicago to him saying that?
0: I don't think a, a, a reaction in whatsoever in the negative. I mean, I really don't. I, I don't think there's any, you know, they, on, a, on an extremely rudimentary level, there might be some people, you know, using words like ridiculous words, traitor, this, that, you know. Most people are sophisticated enough, and certainly, in the, you know, in the media we know that it's not his uh, uh, fault or decision that he's not here. I mean, he would have had, you know, uh, the front office, it was – they never really made an effort with him, and, and certainly weren't going to. Uh, in the end, you know, although it's a harsh word to use, he was unwanted here. So I think that's 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 easy to understand and and impossible to you know fairly uh, uh, take issue with. So I, I would I would sort of categorize the way Chicago views this as wishing him well. Surprisingly so to me, you know, given that he went to the Cardinals. But what, I, what I'm what i really seeing is people are, are, are fond of him and will continue to be here. You know, he will be welcomed in a really nice way, I'm sure, when he comes back and in the future.
1: Last thing for you as we're talking with uh, Steve Greenberg. He is a, a sports columnist with the Chicago Sun-Times. During the winter meetings, that story was kind of planted that – The Cubs were ready to spend money. And you you see that and you think, okay, maybe this is going to be a team that's going to make a big splash. I would not call Bellinger a big splash. They're giving him a bunch of money for one year, but that's it. Since then, Jameson Tyone and Brad Boxberger have been the deals. I mean, I from the from an outsider's perspective, I've been really surprised because when that story got came out, I felt like they were setting up to spend money, and and here we are. They really haven't made a big splash yet. It, it, where am I wrong in all this?
0: But Bellinger is so good looking. <laughs> he looks like a movie star. That's a big splash. No, I mean I really think that's part of the reason is here here is because you know, he looks great getting off the bus and people will 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 like him for you know, for for surface surfacey reasons. I mean, I think that's honestly was part of his appeal to the Cubs and to uh, you know, just sort of the, the the broad idea of marketing. Um but there's a there's a a real discussion and I about whether or not, and there always is, you know, there's no, there's no straight shooting coming from the ownership, from the Rickettses. Uh, Tom Ricketts said, we're going to spend money. We'll spend the money we need to spend. And that's why everybody has this perception that you bring up. I don't know if it's really true. If Jed Hoyer believes um, that if he spends now that they won't ink the rug out from under him as soon as and some contracts start coming up, which could be before they've, you know, gotten as good as they they might be able to get. I think the probably more likely reality is that there was a a green light to, you know, to, to, to with limits, meaning there's a group kind of a green light right now, but we can't guarantee you what it's going to be like next year, let alone past that. So there's, there seems to be, you know, a carefulness that Jed Hoyer is, is, has moved forward with, And beyond that, you know, what you get with Theo Epstein, whether or not he directly said something, you could always read, you could always glean from him the truth. It's hard to do with uh, Jed Hoyer to begin with, and it's hard to believe what, you know, what comes from from the front office or from ownership. So it's a strange, unwarm, unfuzzy organization that we're looking at right now, which is completely antithetical to what you know the cubs want to be uh, but it's a it's a tough team to like and a hard organization to believe in and root for right now more so than really i think in a long time
1: as someone who's lived in st louis and chicago if you can have either emos or lou malnati's which one are you going with
0: i mean i'm i i am inclined to pretend you didn't even ask me the question
1: Ooh, because
0: it can't be emos we On some level, you must
1: know that. I mean, you must. I moved here from Wisconsin six months ago. I grew up in St. Louis, but I lived in Wisconsin for seven years. And where I lived, we had a Lou Malnati's less than a mile from where I was at. And if I could only have and I loved it. I'm not trying to talk bad about it. Fantastic pizza. But if I got to choose one of the two, I'm still going Emo's.
0: Well, God bless you, and and God bless pizza. But I'll say this. I, I, I admire the heck out of Emo's the problem is in Chicago, the real places to get it from are the neighborhood spots. And it's the neighborhood uh, tavern style, you know, thin crust, neighborhood spots. It's not the chains here. But there, Emos has a better hold on St. Louis than any one place has here. And that's cool. Good for Emos. And I, by the way, I miss St. Louis. People don't who haven't lived there for a long time. Don't know what a, what a what a good spot it is.
1: Yeah, I was away 20 years. I'm so glad to be back. So I'm right there with you. Nice. Well, Steve, thank you for uh, your time. Encourage people to uh, read you in the Chicago uh, Sun-Times or your columnist at SL Greenberg on Twitter. And uh, hopefully we can get you on again in the future. This was fun. All right. Thank you, fellas. Have a great night. You bet there's Steve Greenberg joining us here on Sports Open Line. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk some St. Louis Blues hockey. Great win. Great win last night. We'll discuss it. We'll hear a little bit from uh, Craig Barubi. He spoke to the media earlier today. We're back with more in just a moment at Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open
0: Live. Win! On America's Sports Voice. What's down? Kansas City. KMOX.
1: Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. We're still looking for uh, somebody to uh, spend spend a little bit of money and pick up a really cool thing at a great value, and most importantly, raise some money for a Tree of Hope and Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. Uh, so we've got a couple things to get. Not, I keep saying give away. It's not giveaway away, Matt. It's, we're, we're looking for people to Spend a little bit of money here, but all the money going to a tree of hope. Uh, we've got the tactical laser tag party and pizza party for twenty people at 18 North Central. Uh, this is not for kids. This is a, this is a grown-up party. Uh, but you get it sounds like a kids party, laser tag and pizza party. It's a look. It's a team building event. If you're a manager somewhere where you work and, and you're looking for uh, an outing for for your team, up to twenty people. This is a thing to do. You can get it for a thousand dollars. So uh that's that's obviously a, a very good value on uh what you're what you're gonna get there. Twenty people, one thousand dollars, and it's the uh pizza party and the tactical laser tag party. Also, we get, we uh had one of these earlier in the week, uh Callahan Pickleball Academy. They have offered us up another pickleball party for 20 people. There's been uh, some desire for that and a reaction uh, to to just this thing. So uh, it's, a, uh, it's 20 people uh, playing pickleball. It's a two-hour party, one-hour clinic uh, and lesson, one hour of play, and uh, 20 signed books courtesy of pickleball coach John Callahan, who we had on the program earlier this week. We're wrapping things up. We only have an hour and 20 minutes left of uh, Tree of Hope Week. So if you want either one of these, 18 North Central for 20 people or the Pickleball Party for 20 people, uh, $1,000, and uh, that can uh, it could be yours for that price, which... Both of those are ridiculous prices for what you're getting uh, for 20 people. Again, that's team building as well, the pickleball. We may replay my conversation with John Callahan later on in the show if we don't give this thing, I get this thing uh, taken care of just so you can learn a little bit about something about uh, pickleball. But 314-955-1120 is our contest line. 314-955-1120. We don't need you to pay today. We just need you to commit to paying. Tactical laser tag party and pizza party for 20 people. That's an adult thing at 18 North Central, or the Pickleball Party for two hours. Uh, and that can be done either at uh, Creve Corps uh, Racquetball Court or at uh, the Dwight Davis uh, Courts in Forest Park. And like, if you heard us with John Callahan earlier in the week, he's, he's the preeminent pickleball instructor in the country. His book, which everybody gets a signed copy of his book, his book is the number one pickleball book on Amazon. Nobody else has a pickleball book that sells more uh, than his. There's been a few books sitting around here. They've all walked away. I've I've seen a few people go, oh, can I have that? Can I have that? There's interest in the book pickleball is a big thing right now, so if you want to learn a little something about pickleball, there you go. Uh, let's talk St. Louis Blues hockey. That's a good win for him yesterday. That's a really good win. It didn't always look like it was going to be a win. It was a crazy way for it to finish, but the Blues do pick up a 4-3 win against the Oilers. They get it in a shootout. Jordan Kyrou had a huge game yesterday. He scores the shootout winner. He has a goal and an assist in regulation, actually two assists in regulation. They also get goals from Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko. Jordan Ben Bennington once again was very good, making 24 saves in regulation and overtime, and then uh, doesn't let anything happen during the shootout. Craig Berube spent some time uh, speaking with the media after the game last night and uh, reflecting on the victory.
2: Played a solid game. You know, we we took too many penalties, obviously with the the one at the start and then the too many men. What do you say about Bennington's play in a game like this? Comes up big. He was really good, you know, Um, hung in there too, you know, and, um, made some real big saves for us when we needed it did you have any idea
3: where you're in from upstairs that dry there's offsides on the dry sidle
2: goal well it was pretty quick we were you know going and then you know then we got the call so we looked at it mm-hmm. just,
3: the feeling at that point just the relief of we're not uh, we're not done I, I mm-hmm. another opportunity you know so that's why the rules in place uh, the uh, lineup card at the beginning is that
2: geez, just botched i'm not getting into it really Jim.
3: Uh, obviously with yeah guys hadn't, hadn't hadn't been called for too many
2: men penalty no. all season uh-huh. and you know you just got to be more patient on the bench like the yeah, pucks the pucks around there you know you think the guys coming but then the pucks the pucks near him so they stay mm-hmm. you just got to be more patient and uh, the guy on the bench that's going over that's that's on him he's got to just be more patient mm-hmm. uh the
3: goals in the comeback first thomas to make it 3-2 um, obviously, a big goal at that point. Uh, for, and, a, and not only a goal, but the response was I mean, 49 seconds to get you yeah, right back you know, in. All
2: that line was really good tonight. They
3: possessed the puck and did a great job of attacking all night. And then it looks like when Buchnevich takes the tripping penalty that that is going to be it for the night. Um, when you And then to get a shorthanded goal in that situation was something.
2: Yeah, well, I think that... Um, you know, the guys who were out there, Tom or O'Reilly and the D, really pressured hard, and we got mm-hmm. possession of the puck. We were going to get the goalie when we got possession,
3: and, it, you know, it worked out. Um, Kairo making the pass from behind the net to Teresenko that's as good a chance as you're probably ever going to find. On a, uh, we had a lot of good looks tonight,
2: you know, and uh, their goalie played well. I uh, made mm-hmm. some big saves for him, and uh, like, it was a good game all around, you know, I mean, besides the penalties. Yeah,
3: you had know, to, to like your five-on-five play
2: yeah, against I them. I thought it was... Excellent. You know, guys were dialed into the big boys out there, and you know, mm-hmm. did a good good job. They're hard to handle, but you know, we did a good job. You
3: look at Bennington's play. to the the reset where you gave him that extra time off? You see that? Um,
2: you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just something we, you know we did. And um, listen, he's he's dialed in and he's playing really well. So that's.
1: That was Craig Berube speaking with the media following the game last night. Blues are back at it this evening as they take on the uh, Calgary Flames. And, again, they're they're playing. That was They found a way to win. That's the most important thing right now. You find a way to win. Uh, but Jordan Bennington was pretty good in goal. That's a tough place to play. That's a good victory. So we'll see what they can do tonight. I really felt like, and we'll see what I'm saying three weeks from now, uh, but I really felt like this five-game road trip is going to say a lot about this team and what direction it's going to go in. I talked about this the other day, and I I still think it remains true. At some point, if you are an underachieving team, there's just this feeling in the room that things have got to take that step forward. Things have got to change, or all of a sudden, you might not have a locker in that room anymore. You might have a different set of teammates, or you might have some different teammates coming in. Like That just... At some point as a team, you need to realize the proverbial backs against the wall. You either got to, you got to put up. And I don't know if we're at that point right now for the blues. It kind of feels like it. We're coming up on Jan one. Jan one is one of those big mile marker points for the team. They're, they're still fine. Like that, that's the bottom line here. They're still fine. It's not going to take that much of a winning streak for them to be back in playoff position. I'm not. I'm not concerned about them not being a playoff team right now. I'm concerned about them finding themselves. And the last two games are two steps forward as they find ways to win. And honestly, like, you go back to that Colorado game that they lost in overtime. They didn't play poorly in that game. They played fine in that game. Colorado's a good team. And I know Colorado doesn't have the record uh, this year that you thought they were going to have. But that was that that 3-2 loss where you get the point... Um, I was fine with that. That that I wasn't worried about that loss. They they played fine, and then they filed that up with that one against the Predators, and then they play the Oilers, and now they've got the Flames coming up tonight. All right, we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk baseball. Uh, we alluded to the Andrew Benatende deal when we were talking with Steve Greenberg earlier in the program, so we will uh, certainly get into that. Where are the Cardinals falling off? A, a, a name came available today. That I'm interested in, I don't think anybody else is. Twitter reaction has not been good to something that uh, I put out there, but I'll put it out on the radio as well. We'll discuss that next. It's Sports Open Line. My name Matt Pauley. This is KMOX. Soon, a new Cardinals season. And soon, you will be hearing this. A swing and the ball hit down the right field line and deep. A two-run blast for Contreras. This is new Cardinals catcher
2: Wilson Contreras, and you are listening to KMOX.
0: KMOX is Cardinals Radio.
1: I'm hyped up after hearing uh, that Cardinals line. Matt Pajeski, can you leave that into the podcast so people who are listening to the podcast version have some clue what I'm talking about right now? People listening on the radio know what I'm talking about. So we all have biases, right? Like we all have them. We all have them. Anybody who says they're completely neutral, completely down the middle, they're lying to you. We all have biases. I try my very, 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 very best to let my biases let people know what they are. Because they can they can cloud your judgment, they can certainly impact the way that uh, you view things. So here's one of my biases, 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 biases. Yeah, here's one of them. I love anybody connected to the uh, the back-to-back World Series appearances that the Kansas City Royals had. Uh, whether it's Salvador Perez or Danny Duffy or Mike Mustakis or Eric Hosmer. Like, the, the, the that Kansas City Royals team, I loved. And the reason why is because when I was coming up as a minor league baseball broadcaster, I worked a couple of years in the Kansas City Royals system at low A, and I had all those guys. So I got to know them. I was the same age as them. It was a really fun time. And so I've always got this, like, soft spot in my heart for any of them. Remember when we had Craig Mish on, and it was before the Wilson Contreras stuff. When we had Craig Mish on, and we were talking about the Cardinals catching situation, he threw out the idea of the Cardinals making a run at Salvador Perez, and I'm like, "Yes, do that. That's awesome. That's great. I'm all in on Salvador Salvi wasn't available, but that's part of the reason why. That's part of my biases. When I was living and working in Milwaukee and covering the Brewers, I was very happy when they acquired Mike Moustakis because Moustakis was one of my guys. So I say all that to say this. Bob Nightingale uh, tweeted out earlier today that Eric Hosmer is being designated for assignment by the Boston Red Sox. I tweeted out, Eric Hosmer? Cardinals lefty bat DH question mark haven't gotten a single positive response to that one nobody likes that idea everybody on Twitter thinks I'm an idiot for throwing that one out like this is uh this is uh and you know what people kind of had the same thought when uh when we threw out the Salvador Perez stuff so clearly my my judgment is clouded clearly Clearly, clearly, my judgment is clouded by all this. But this is where I'm going on this. This is why I like it, and this is why I think it makes a little bit of sense. His entire contract right now is being paid by the San Diego Padres. Now, to be fair, and I try to be fair, to be fair, if we go to the other side, that means the Boston Red Sox are designating him for assignment when he's making basically league minimum by the Red Sox they they had the opportunity either to basically pay him nothing and have him on the team or just let him go for nothing and they're letting him go for nothing so maybe there's something to be said there that I need to look at that a little bit more uh a little more uh, keenly but he's a lefty bat and if the cardinals need something offensively it's a lefty bat and you don't. I, I'm still of the belief that the person who is going to take the most at-bats as the DH is not on the roster as it sits right now. Now, if I'm wrong on that, the person who's sitting on the roster right now who's going to end up taking the most at-bats at the DH is likely to be Nolan Gorman. And one of the big things I'm getting pushback on on social media on this is the idea that bringing in an Eric Hosmer would... Slow down the development and block opportunities for someone like a Nolan Gorman, for someone like an Al Burleson, guys like that who are going to get opportunities in the DH spot. And that that's totally valid. Like I'm not, in no way, shape, or form am I even saying there, there's anything's wrong about what's being said. That that's correct. Yeah, you bring in somebody like an Eric Hosmer, you absolutely are going to take some at bats away from some from some younger players. I would say this is the the big question is: Is Eric Hosmer a bounce back candidate? And when I say bounce back, it's not just like bounce back after one bad year. Like it is, he has not been the Eric Hosmer we remember from Kansas City for a few years now. So the the trend, the trajectory, now even maybe even the track record of Hosmer is that he's not the same guy anymore. Does a return to the Midwest do something for him? I don't know. You know that's. um can can he regain some of who he was when he was in Kansas City by coming to St. Louis is there something about the environment being in a midwest market that's different from being on one of the coast if I remember correctly, I think he's originally from Florida. So it's not like there's a comfort level there by being in the Midwest. But I don't know. I just, I don't hate the idea. And the, part of the reason I don't hate the idea is because his entire contract is being paid by the Padres. So you can bring him in and he's an insurance policy. And if you get through spring training and you're coming up on the end of it and Nolan Gorman's had a nice spring and Burleson's had a nice spring and all of a sudden you're sitting there going, you know what? We're fine. We don't, we don't need him. Well, you can walk away from it and, No harm, no foul. That's part of what I like. The more I think about it, the people on social media who are telling me I'm totally wrong on this and it's a bad idea, I'm starting to come around more to their side, but not completely. Not totally and completely. A lot of Cardinals fans wanted Carlos Rodon to be a Cardinal. That's not happening. How big was the contract he got? Could have the Cardinals pulled it off? We'll discuss it next. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX.